Welcome to the Real View Podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first-time homebuyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Real View podcast. I am your host, Allison. Joining me today is our special guest, Dan Weissman. He is Director of Emerging Technology at the National Association of Realtors, aka NAR. Dan presented on a few different things back at NAR Next in November, and he did a really great presentation on emerging trends in technology and what to expect because there is so much (laughs) that is coming down this pipeline in the world of technology that's going to be hitting us very soon and in some for some of us it already is so Dan I would like to welcome you onto the show thank you so much for being here today yeah hi everyone and Allison thanks for having me I appreciate it yeah super excited to hear a little bit more Dan about you and what you do and your knowledge and, and your insights from your side of things. But before we get started on that, I have to ask our signature question that we ask all of the guests who join us on The Real View podcast, which is since the show is called The Real View, I would like to know what is the best view that you've ever seen? Best view that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. That's a nice curveball. I like it to start out (laughs) with. I love it. So probably one of the best views was a trip that I got to make in Alaska. And I don't know if you've ever been to that state, but it is just beautiful and going to all the different parts of the state by both train, bus, and boat was just uh, really, really an amazing view. Wow. So cool. I've I've heard nothing but amazing things about that state. I I had uh, someone I knew visited there before pre-COVID and yeah, she said this similar things, just beautiful on another level that we almost can't even imagine here in, in the continental U.S., yeah, it's really, uh, I think the nature component is what got me is just, I live in the Chicagoland area and there's millions of people. So it's nonstop. And when you go out to a state like that, it's just quiet and the nature, it's really peaceful and it gives you a different perspective on life. Really appreciate it kind of as much as we love having things at our fingertips all the time, that peace and quiet and kind of being away from The hustle is sure eye-opening, relaxing, and again, a different perspective, so. Yeah, absolutely. Always good to reconnect with nature and and getting out there, especially, you know, when we live in cities like you and I both do here in Columbus, it's always nice to get away and be surrounded by nature. Regrounds you, you know, I I appreciate that too. So very cool. Um, Well, Dan, I want to hear a little bit about you. Share with us you and your career in the real estate world and the tech world. Tell us a little bit about your background and maybe a little bit about how you got started in doing what you do. Yeah, sure. So I actually came from the commercial construction and development space. That's where I started my career. I was actually building buildings as a project manager and working kind of across multiple areas of the space, whether it be with general contractors, developers. When I was about 10 years in to my career, I really had this passion for process improvement and technology obviously ties into that most of the time. And so as I was a project manager, 
I always was thinking, how can I be better? How can I do better? How can our team do better? Because if you're familiar with the construction development space, it's very, very competitive. So every little thing you can do to kind of have the edge can make or break the success of a project financially and ultimately kind of for your career of building those relationships with others in the industry. And so, like I was starting to say, I got about 10 years in and then I saw this opportunity to work on essentially revamping the entire process of an organization that was doing about a billion dollars a year in commercial construction. And that included, of course, software and technology. So I spent a few years doing that. And then my family actually moved to the Chicagoland area. So I was looking for a new gig and did consulting work for about four years. It was, again, all around process improvement, somehow almost always implementing technology into that equation. So fast forward, after about four years of consulting work, flying all over the country, I really wanted to get into the real estate tech space. And I had a great opportunity through, it was actually through LinkedIn, a connection of a connection, and started talking to NAR about some opportunities they were working on specific to the strategy and innovation team. Landed the job, since have been the director of emerging technology for about three and a half years with NAR. And my role at NAR is really to look at and understand technology, strategy, and process that may impact the real estate space two to five to 10 years from now. So really getting ahead. I don't know if everyone's familiar, but NAR has a wholly owned subsidiary, Second Century Ventures, which is a venture arm of ours. And they have an accelerator program called REACH. That's actually a global program. And I won't go down that rabbit hole. Maybe we will a little bit later on in the conversation. But they're really looking at a lot of technology that's more what I would consider today or the next year or two that helps our membership, helps the industry, and helps drive it forward. Part of the team that I'm on and what we're doing is getting even ahead of that. So it's high-level technology concepts and then understanding how they may play in the real estate space. Yeah, that's super interesting. And I like that you kind of gave that difference between the two, because kind of what you're going to talk about today is is stuff that's, like you said, maybe a little bit, a few years out. So I think that's interesting to make a point of. And I'm really excited to kind of hear, you know, looking this far out into the future, what might be ahead, because I know just, you know, the things that have came up in the past just year, how quickly this all changes. So I can only imagine what the future in the next five to 10 years is going to look like. And I can't wait to have you here to kind of break it all down. So Thanks for making that differentiation between the two kind of roles. So from your perspective, and we all know technology is important in real estate. I mean, we, we saw this huge jump, you know, with COVID and everybody, you know, our world's changing because of that in the use of technology that's came out of that. But what do you think the importance of tech in real estate really boils down to? Whenever I present, I talk about, I describe a little of my background. I, I mentioned a few moments ago, like everything I look at is around three components process, technology, and obviously the people. And so I think as we move forward and become more efficient at what we do on a daily basis, especially in the real estate space where there's lots of areas for improvement, technology is going to continue to drive and help support how people and companies operate. And it's not to say that technology, everybody always says, is technology going to replace us? And the answer is absolutely not. Will it change maybe our roles and responsibilities? Absolutely. Will it allow us to use 
technology to our advantage so that we can, as I mentioned earlier in my intro, like have a differentiator to have a have a, a leg up. Yes, absolutely. And so I think technology's role within the real estate space, yes, it may feel disruptive, but isn't kind of everything that happens in our lives like that, right? right? And so how do you get on board with it and understand it? And that's really what we're doing as a strategy and innovation team is doing a lot of kind of that detailed research, understanding, and then bringing it back to a higher level to make sure that our membership's understanding and educated on what could happen. And so they're not blindsided by it because that's always the worst, right? When all of a sudden it's like, I had no idea that's happening. And now it's just completely taken over the industry. I think that like many things, technology is such a critical component to everything we do and will continue to make the real estate industry better. And make our lives as realtors easier, you know, in a, in a lot of aspects too. I mean, so much of what we do with technology comes from a place of how can it make me work Smarter, not harder. You know, we hear that phrase all the time. How can we be better, you know, without having to do more work? And that is what I think the power of that technology is, is just how our jobs are going to evolve and become maybe a little bit easier, maybe take some of the burden off or save us time. You know, how many of how many of us realtors always say, you know, we just don't have enough time to do it all. And, you know, like that's that's the beauty and the power of technology. What I think is really cool about where it stands in the real estate profession and other professions. And I think that's really cool. So I want to hear what are, since you've been at NAR and studying this real estate and tech world, what have been some of the biggest changes or things that you've seen come up, you know, in the amount of time that you've been working at NAR? And I know I mentioned COVID and just the shifts that we saw with some things like that. But from your perspective and your time at NAR, what have you seen um, those shifts look like from a technology perspective? First thing is, it feels like if you pay attention or watch anything related to tech in the news, not obviously specific to real estate tech, but it seems like there's some crazy story that happens like every week, at least. And the technologies and the ability and the rate at which they evolve and change puts us a little bit on uh, what may feel like a wild goose chase sometimes to find which technology is really starting to take off. Is we look kind of better understand what that technology is, you start to figure out, even in adjacent industries, like what what are the technologies that are being looked at? Where is the money being invested? That's really something that helps you decide kind of what uh, technology to look at. And so looking at those technologies that are getting traction, even in like the construction industry where I came from, or whether it be the financial industries, those are really technologies that we're looking at. And over the past three or four years, we've looked at things like 5G, crypto and blockchain, which has obviously been in the news recently, artificial intelligence, this whole idea of the metaverse and augmented virtual reality. All of these technologies have kind of gone through these cycles over the past four years or so that I've been researching and building relationships with companies who are building these types of products. And you start to just see these cycles. And so making sure that we understand what those are, we create a good amount of educational information, blog posts, we do uh, meetups to try to engage the uh, audience as well. So 
Yeah, there's so much out there. I mean, I, I'm just thinking of like how fast technology changes. And I'm like, how do you keep track of it all? I mean, are, is it just, you know, new stuff that you're having to learn every day? I mean, how do you stay on top of something that is changing, not even daily, but, but by the hour? Sometimes feels like you're all over the map just within a day. But what we really do is at the, at the end of it, I mentioned that kind of the four or five core technologies that we think have implications on the real estate space. So we're always really focusing on those. It does change quickly. And what's happened over the past five, 10 years is all of these concepts, the ones I mentioned, augmented reality, virtual reality, artificial intelligence, they've been around for a long time. But we now have the compute power to actually execute on lots of these concepts and the data that we have. And so you combine compute power, data, and these technologies that kind of ha kind of have been around for a while, but just never could get traction. It feels like it's all coming together into the storm of being able to take something that many people have been working on for 20, 30 years and really have it all come together. So for us, the average consumer or clients or realtor can start to potentially use this in our everyday business. Yeah, no, that that's super interesting that the, you're right. This is not new. I mean, we've all heard of AI and stuff like that for years. But the fact that it's kind of all now finally happening is really interesting. And I think something, you know, that's, that's exciting, but also, you know, that we need to be prepared about. Just think about like ABMs. How long have ABMs been happening for ever, right? And there was always some sort of AI, so to speak, behind it. But we didn't really pay attention to it because someone else was doing it. It was a lot of compute power. It was really expensive. And now there are companies all over the place that are saying that they can better value homes than the next person because they have better access to data and the compute's there for them to expensively use AI to figure out where they think numbers should be. So again, yeah, to your point, it's been our lives forever. We just haven't paid attention to it because the compute power of the technology hadn't quite all blended together quite well. Now's the time to be paying attention to it for sure. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, Visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. What are some of the other trends and themes that you're seeing up and coming, um, you know, that we should kind of be aware of as we think of these technology trends in real estate? This one that's completely taken off over this past year or so, actually probably like the past six months is something called generative artificial intelligence. Have you heard of that? No. It's pretty neat. Uh, it was one of the topics we talked about the next conference, and it is essentially the ability to type in text and generate photos out of it. So we had, we give some like funny examples, a uh, cactus with sunglasses in the Sahara desert, right? And it comes up with hundreds and thousands of images Again, all based off you typing in text in your in your computer and AI processing creating photos, right? And so 
that's a funny example, but where we're starting to see the potential for the real estate space is say you have a home that has a playground in the backyard and the folks looking to buy that home don't want a playground in their backyard. And sometimes it's hard for them to envision what it would look like with maybe a fire pit instead. Maybe they like to have parties, right? Their kids are out of the house. So through the use of generative AI, you can essentially upload a photo, type in remove playground at fireplace, and it will generatively through artificial intelligence do that for you and create this image that then shows a fire pit in the backyard. So there's some really neat things that are being done and can be done with photos, especially in the real estate space. And products are relatively new and they absolutely need some fine tuning. But again, two, three, four years from now, you could be what everybody's doing to kind of adjust photos, obviously disclosing that they adjusted them, but try to better adhere to what maybe their clients looking for in a home or even like remodels, right? Like if you've ever remodeled your house, for many people, it's hard to envision what like your new kitchen's gonna look like without paying somebody a lot of money to do essentially 3D drawings. And so how can you do that on your own to say, hey, I think I maybe want white cabinets or blue cabinets or green cabinets. And within seconds, it gives you these really accurate pictures of what it would look like. It's pretty powerful stuff. And that's all generative AI, which really just got released this year and you can go play around with it yourself. But it still needs work. But again, the compute power is there, the software is there, and the money of people investing in these things for the future is there. And you know what, Nat, when you were explaining it, I actually have played around with with doing some of those photos. It's fun. If, if you've never just played yeah. around with it, I mean, there's so many if you just Google it, you know, and do it for fun. It's crazy what what these computers come up with. And you're right. So like I'm I'm picturing all this. I mean, is this going to like replace Photoshop? Because imagine like our designer not having to like Photoshop out, you know, a fireplace or, or a playground in someone's sandbox in someone's backyard and instead just tells the computer, hey, please remove this sandbox. You know, is, is that could that be a potential purpose for it, too, is is in the way that Photoshop works? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, and I I think it will. Uh, we were talking about kind of efficiencies within the real estate space, it will allow you to way more quickly modify photos. And so, yeah, it could be a potential replacement for Photoshop or even other products that are out there today that will do that for you. But I'm sure that many of those companies are obviously looking at generative AI and how it integrates into their platforms. But still, yeah, there's definitely the potential that it could have an impact on the use of Photoshop. Yeah. And I mean, another thing, stock photos, you know, I think that's one of the things you had talked about in your presentation too, is that this could essentially replace stock photos and the limit to what we're going to be able to create from an image perspective is really going to be kind of endless. And I think you mentioned it too, like, how are we going to be able to tell what's real and what's not, you know, like this technology sounds amazing and so cool, but like, what does that look like? How are we ever going to know, you know, what's real out there and what's not? Yeah, you may not. Um, it's kind of tricky. And so I think really, though, you hear about all these bad stories related to AI because it's not built appropriately and there aren't safety and bias measures put in place to protect people. And I think that one thing that we can do as an industry is as this software develops to make sure that, again, like I mentioned a moment ago, we disclose that this photo was was altered by artificial intelligence. Like just having transparency 
is so critical with any sort of technology, but especially one that is modifying photos. And to your point, is it real or isn't it real? I think that's something we can do as an industry as this enters the space is just continue to make sure that we live by our ethics and code of ethics and to disclose what we know we need to disclose. Because I think it will ultimately help the type of softwares like generative AI to take off and allow people to do better at what they do and spend less time messing around with what feels like administrative stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we know we've seen the implications of not disclosing when when images have been altered just within the beauty industry. I mean, in the uproar, you know, that's kind of came out of that on images that were retouched or, or not real, you know. So this is going to be interesting, something to to keep our eye on for sure and, and make sure, like you said, that, you know, we're putting our best foot forward and being honest as to what images are real and what are not or maybe have been created through use of this technology. I want to talk next about the metaverse, which is kind of a newer, um, you know, word, I guess, for me, at least in this technology world. And I'm sure you have been aware of it for a long time now. But could you tell us a little bit about the metaverse? You know, give us just a brief kind of rundown of what it is and how it fits into our world. Yeah, if you're not familiar with the metaverse, it essentially is a virtual world to go, quote, live and play in, right? Meta. Oculus headset, their virtual reality headset, like building worlds that you can feel like you're living and interacting in. There was a big push for a while on buying virtual properties and selling virtual properties. And I think right now that's that's all marketing, right? There was the big article about Snoop Dogg bought some house and some metaverse, and then all of a sudden everybody wanted to buy the house next to them. The other part too is it's all being bought with crypto for the most part. And I don't, we won't go down that rabbit hole today, (laughs) but it's almost like playing in a virtual world with virtual money to some degree. Where I like to really focus this metaverse idea or kind of on like what I call subsets of that, which is around augmented and virtual reality, because I think those are way more valuable and will become more mainstream within the real estate space. So some things I, uh, you know, some examples would be, I talked about earlier, the compute power we have, the data we have, and then you combine that with like an actual real home that you're trying to sell. And you can start to maybe get a sense for what that home could feel like if you were in the kitchen or if you were walking up the stairs or what's it like in the winter versus the summer. If you're in an area like us, like, that house may look awesome and you may really love it in the summer and then winter hits and you're like, what am I doing here? So when I start to think about, the when I, when I generally talk about the metaverse, I always like to tie back to obviously real real estate, right? Not the virtual stuff. I think there's some, there, there's an angle there of tying in that experience. And obviously the market's been amazing done amazingly well over the past couple of years it's slowing down as we all know and so over the past couple of years or year and a half whatever it was this stuff didn't feel like it mattered that much but now it will people aren't going to be buying homes in 24 hours like they did um, there was a study that was out that essentially said that like 80 percent of people who bought homes during the pandemic have like a significant regret whether it be the layout of the house whether it be the neighborhood, whether it be the schools, it was that FOMO that everybody had. And they bought these homes and didn't understand what it was going to actually be like 
to be in that home in that neighborhood. And so I think there are components, augmented virtual reality, maybe will give people a little bit more of a sense for what it might mean like to live in that particular home or area. So yeah, so I like to focus on kind of the augmented virtual reality. A lot is happening around augmented reality in particular. There are things, if you're an iPhone user, uh, they have their augmented reality kit that came out recently, and this is all in development, but they have built the foundation to essentially build apps and platforms on top of their augmented reality kit, which give you the ability to remove furniture or clutter from a room just from your iPhone to add furniture back in. So if you think about walking through a house with a client and the house may not be in the best of shape or they may have clothes all over the house for whatever reason or whatever it may be, imagine the ability, and again, this isn't here yet, but the foundation's built, to take your iPhone, take it out of your pocket, scan the room, remove everything that's in there and see this is what it would look like if there was nothing in there. If you Maybe you want to put an office in here or a bedroom or whatever you want it to be. And then the next step is how do you literally on the fly within seconds add furniture back in so that somebody can look through your phone and see what it would look like to have a couch and coffee table and a fireplace and all these other things. So that's really when I think metaverse, and that was a very long answer, but uh, when I when I think metaverse, I really like to focus on what's more applicable in the real estate world, which is the augmented virtual reality. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was a fantastic breakdown. Um, thank you for for going into such detail about it. I think it gave a really good insight and perspective as to how this type of technology is going to be used. So you think this is going to be coming very quickly, right? With with Apple kind of releasing some of this technology, is this something that we're we should be expecting to see, you know, soon here? I think in the next few years, there will be apps that are built on top of their Apple's foundation. For example, there are already softwares out there that do this type of work, but it is not for your average user and it can't necessarily be done on the fly. So it's more like, hey, send me your dollhouse 3D model of your house and then tell me what you want in there and we can maybe get it back within a day or two. And as we all know, the especially the real estate world, needs to move quicker than that many times. Having that at your fingertips as a realtor, again, a differentiator could be huge. So yeah, I think that somebody has to figure out a way to make money doing it. And once somebody does, they'll build an app or a platform that sits on top of this AR kit that Apple has. Very, very soon. Cool. Lots and lots of cool stuff. Dan, anything else that we should kind of be aware of um, that you see having a big impact in the next few years before we wrap up today? Those are really the big topics. There's generative artificial intelligence and, again, what I call the metaverse, augmented virtual reality. The other component that we saw take off, too, is obviously 5G, and that's still being built, so to speak. But the power of having high-speed internet broadband access is so critical. Uh, there have been many studies done, especially during the pandemic, that have showed that that's like one of the top selections components of people buying a home is high-speed internet, right? So, and we're already talking about 6G, right? I think that's one that is five to 10 years out because it starts to tie into autonomous vehicles and commuting to and from work and other places and telehealth and all these other things. But so that's one that 
hopefully next time we talk, uh, we can dive deeper in that. But yeah, I think the, the top two generative artificial intelligence and the metaverse, augmented virtual reality are really the the leaders that I think everybody should be paying attention to and will continue as a strategy and innovation team to make sure that we get ahead of that stuff on behalf of the membership and educate everyone and be resources to help support the evolution of of the business and technology continue to have a what I think can be a very positive impact on the industry itself. Yeah, I think so too, just from what you've shared today. You know, I'm excited. I can't wait to see this technology more in action. Great to know that you guys are staying so on top of this and that our members can go to you and expect that you will kind of have the latest for us, you know, when it comes to these types of things. So very excited and thank you to you guys for being on top of it and making sure that we are in a good place to make best use of this technology. So this was so fantastic. Dan, I want to thank you again for joining me today. Thank you for sharing all of your tech world intellect. I I know I really enjoyed learning more about some of these things. So thank you. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. And to all of our listeners, get out there and play with these photo-generating AIs, as Dan was mentioning. It's super fun, really cool. Start getting yourself familiar with some of that technology that's out there already. Um, So then you're prepared for when this comes into our real estate world. So thank you guys all for tuning in. We will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.